The Internet, the final frontier. Well, hello. Thank you for tuning in to Boldly Going Nowhere, interviews at AwesomeCon 2015. Our special guest today, Towson Coleman. He is Mikey from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He is the Tick, so spoon! I'm Sean Holmes, and you just begun the fun. Strap in and sit tight. You're boldly going nowhere. Recordings at Awesome Con 2015 today. I'm awesome here. Con 2015. Today we yes. have the we have the distinct pleasure and honor to have Townsend Coleman. Ooh, it's on the distinct honor and pleasure. Not well, just the honor and pleasure, I but mean, the distinct. The, the the thing about it is, is that I love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Why? And thank you. Michelangelo was my favorite. All right, dude. Cowabunga! Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> Oh my God! So that okay. was easy. Yeah, I'm very easy to please. Sean, he can tell you this. Oh yeah, definitely. But, <laughs> all right. So first question I have to ask. Obviously, yes. a voice, what, what got you into voice acting? Was it just were you always just you know making noises in class, or just something you like when you were older? It's like maybe I can get into that. Nah, you know what, Colin? It, it wasn't even that. It was I was a DJ on the radio in Cleveland, Ohio, for ten years from the mid '70s to the mid '80s, and uh, used to do a lot of voiceover work back in Cleveland, and. Um, Literally, I, I quit my radio career in 1984, and two weeks later, the house that we were living in, we have been renting, was sold out from under. So I had to make a physical move in the summer of 84. And so I thought, you know, it's either New York or L.A., and I picked L.A. and, you know, went out there during the Olympics, looked around for a place, and ended up moving two weeks later and got an agent right away, started doing some voiceover work, and they sent me out. It's literally six months after I moved to L.A. in uh, March of 85 on an audition for Inspector Gadget mm -hmm. for this char uh, uh, character Corporal of Corporal Caveman, Cape yeah. And I, and I had never auditioned for a cartoon before, but, you know, I thought this could be fun. Went and did it, booked the role, and found myself uh, several days later in a studio with Maurice LaMarche, Frank Welker, Don Adams, and me. And, and the rest they say is history. Yeah, it was like, are you serious? Yeah. There's such a thing as this? Yeah. <laughs> I want to do more of this. This is great. Yes. So that's how it started okay. for me. Now, so obviously you've played a lot of roles. Obviously the big ones, Michelangelo and The Tick. Indeed. That TV show, Spoon. Why, thank you, Spoon. No, oh. say it after me. Spoon. Spoon. No, no, Spoon. Spoon. No, Colin, it's like, give it some gumption. Spoon. Thank you. Spoon! That probably popped the audio down. <laughs> well. That's okay, though. It's a small price to pay. That's right. But I have to ask, so obviously, what would you say, out of all the roles that you played, what would you say was your favorite? Oh, gosh. I mean, <laughs> as I've said before, it's kind of a bit of a Sophie's Choice question. How do you yeah. pick? You know, Michelangelo, of course, for, you know, 10 seasons on Ninja Turtles, uh, was a pretty pretty plum role, you know, to, to get and to, and to play. That was a, a ton of fun for a decade. Um, but I'd have to say the tick, you know, was just amazing just in its, uh, you know, in its uniqueness and silliness and and uh, kind of um, goofy insanity, yeah. you know. So that was a ton of fun to play, but I loved, you know, all of them, doing Gobo on Fraggle Rock and yeah. 
Uh, oh, Fraggle Rock. <laughs> this, this guy, huge Fraggle Dance Rock. Dancer cares away. Oh, Works thank you. Oh, yeah. oh Wembley, you're rock dust allergies all in your head. We're going to go into outer space and look for my uncle traveling Matt. Like I said, I'm so happy. <laughs> but all right, so when it comes to voiceover work, do you find it difficult getting into a role? Like, what's the process? Then? I mean, do you well, just look, look at a script and just like, okay, I got it? Or do you like you have to put a lot of thought into it? Well, I no, I think the more thought I put into it, the more I'm my own worst enemy. Usually, for me, what it is is looking at a picture of a character. Now they'll give you a description Patricia of what. Oh, yeah. yes, I'm right here. Oh my God! They're, they're asking for me right now. I gotta go. See you guys. Come on, Patricia. Let's go. I, I, I gotta go find Patricia. Hold on. I'm gonna get room 160. Come on, Patricia. No, so I just I look at a I look at a picture basically, and they give you a little description of the character, and that's kind of how it how it works for me. Goes from there. Yeah, you know, and then I start kind of playing around with it, yeah. All right, so, all right, now, go, sort of going on the er earlier question. Yeah, oh, oh it's all right. Patricia! I still can't <laughs> find her. I don't know where she is. But, uh, so, out of all the characters you play, which would you say is most, like, you put most of yourself into? Well, there's a, gosh, again, uh, you know, it's hard to decide which one, because I put a little of myself into everything I do. You know, you, you borrow from, from, from other stuff right. to kind of start to build the character, but then somewhere it ends up becoming part of you as well. Um, you know, did that with Michelangelo and, and The Tick. I mean, it gets to a point where you just sort of, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, I just start to channel something, you know, within me, and, and it seems to make sense and seems to click, and... It's, it becomes real organic, you know? Now, after 10 seasons of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, did you ever just get tired of just like, you know? Saying really, cowabunga? I mean, maybe not cowabunga. Saying turtle power? Yeah, that's saying true. go green machine? Or, say, or, you know, <laughs> or, you know no. asking for pizza all the time. No, I, I never got tired never? of any of it. No, because it's like, look, you, you realize this is my job. No. And I, and I'm, but I mean, it's the best job on the planet. You know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't ever get tired of it. No, I'm glad, I'm glad to say that, because like I said, Michelangelo, my favorite turtle. So obviously, I'm glad you never got tired yeah, of it. No, I'm just appreciative for every word I got to say, yeah. you know, so. All right, so obviously as a voice actor, what, would you, what advice would you give aspiring athletes, like aspiring voice actors? Like, would you like, say, like, this is a good idea, to, this is a good role, or, you know, for practice, what, what advice would you give? Well, there's some practical things. I mean, first of all, you got to be where it's being made. So most of it's being done in L.A. or, you know, outside of the country. You know, a lot is done in Toronto, for instance, or Vancouver. Um, but, you know, in uh, in the States, you know, most of it's being done in, in L.A. Um, if you want to get into video games, a lot of that's being done in San Francisco. Uh, as well as LA and and elsewhere, but so you got to be where it's happening, um, and then you know take some take some workshops, take some acting classes, and you know ultimately you got to get in front of the people who make this stuff. And usually the best way to do that is by getting an agent, and the best way of getting an agent is with a demo. And so you know you so you've got to create that demo, something to you know get put yourself out there, and. Um, Generally, you're going to need some help putting that together, you know, by people who know what to look for in putting together that demo. So it's kind of first things first. Um, then, you know, once you're actually, you know, into it and you've, you've got an agent, then it's a whole different 
and it's a whole different thing. Uh, but but continuing to study, continuing taking workshops and and uh, and uh, acting classes is is great. You know, but most of the people that do this, and I kind of sort of don't include myself in this group. You know, you've got the guys who are and women too who are. Um, who are what I think of as imps, but I say that in a good way. They're they're improvisational guys, imp, rubbing, and they're impressionists. Um, they're hilarious people. They think funny, and um, and these are the guys uh, who are at the pinnacle of this business that I look up to and am so amazed by every day. So if you've got that knack and that creativity, um, if you're a good improviser and, and you do good impressions um, and you're quick and facile and funny, um, you got a lot better shot at you know working in this biz than if you're not. So. All right, so uh, I think we're running a little low on time here, so mm -hmm. I'm gonna, do you have any projects you wanna plug, anything you know, for fans you know, who are looking out for your work? No, you know, I've got some, I think, some used underwears. Uh, no, I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't push anything. <laughs> Worth asking, you know. It's just, it's just me here saying hi to folks and being uh, just really thankful to meet you guys. Gosh, fans. I, mean, yeah, this, I, mean, I love this it. This has been an absolute honor. I mean, this one here is the biggest Turtles fan in the entire world. So. No way. Oh, yes, what? Way. Yeah, you're about, what, seven and a half feet tall. So I would say you're probably right. To, <laughs> So, so what makes you the biggest turtle fan? I'm curious. And what's your name? Uh, how's it going? I'm Brian. Brian. So we got Brian, Colin, and Sean. Yeah. There we go. Uh, well, growing up, um, I have my turtle van at home. I've, I've had all the action figures growing up. I read all the comic books. Uh, I have a DVD here right now. I'm trying to get signed by like all of you guys. All right. See, so we got, we got all these things checked off. So I yeah. guess you, yes, technically you I are the a, world's biggest for my, turtle. For fan. my fourth birthday, by the way, I got a. Um, I got a table and a chair set, and it was Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and I had that thing until it broke, and it went like two generations. Okay, and so it was like the kids' table at Thanksgiving dinner. So Okay, so how old are you now? I'm 27. All right, and do you still have your pillowcase? No. Because <laughs> it got you, because it got, it got. It got so worn out. It got worn out. It, <laughs> Too um, much drool. Well, yeah, I'm, there, I, I, yeah. there you go. You could, you could argue that I still have that, like, on my newer sets. But well, whatever. this is an am it's just an amazing phenomenon to me yeah. that, that, it, that not only has it lasted this long, but it's, you know, exploded all over again with the totally. new series and the new movies and, like, crazy. So, anyway, I see we're... we're yeah, we're going to have to wrap it up. We're out of time. Uh, out of time. we got to go yeah, now. Yeah, if I may ask one more question. One more question. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to wrap. Just one question. Who came up with all the crazy pizza combinations? Like, you know... Like avocado and the, the writers, largely you know David Wise and and his Wise uh, compadres. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I want to thank you, Townsend Coleman, for joining us. And Indeed. Thank you for boldly going nowhere. Well, thank you. I'm. As, oh, so we're still nowhere. So you can't get there from here. Yes. Right. Okay. Well, I'll take a left off Maple. Thank you. I'll show. I'll, I'll I'll show my myself out. Bye, guys. Boldly Going Nowhere is a Castwave Studios production. For other shows and more, visit castwavestudios.com.
Wow, that sounded great.